Do you struggle with adult acne? Do you regularly get rashes or eczema flares? Do you have a hard time working up a sweat? Or do you feel like your BO is worse than other people's or getting worse than it used to be? If so, your skin is likely telling you it has a detox problem. Today, we are continuing our series on the seven detox pathways by talking about the skin. Your skin's purpose is to be a protective barrier that keeps out what needs to be on the outside while it is still permeable enough to excrete metabolic and toxic waste. This transfer of toxins and waste is primarily enabled through blood vessels that are close to the surface of our skin. Our skin will regularly sweat off small amounts of toxins and metabolic waste from our blood. However, when the body is overwhelmed with toxins and not dealing with it internally well, then the skin manifests symptoms such as acne, eczema, rashes, and BO, often brought on by those excess amount of toxins being excreted by the skin. The key then to helping your skin look the best it ever has is to care for what is both on your skin and in it. It's not enough to wash your face and put creams on it. To truly have healthy skin on the outside, you need to support a healthy body on the inside. So on today's episode, find out the most common internal factors that are involved in stubborn skin problems and learn the simple steps you can take to have a fabulous skin and body. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clinics clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. Well, welcome to the third pathway, pathway number three for detoxing. So far, we've covered colon and kidneys, which is also known as poop and pee. And today we are going to be talking about skin, something that is common amongst all of the topics that we've covered in the past two weeks and today. So poop, pee, and sweat is that these are all avenues for detoxing that are primarily focused on what we call elimination. In the past few episodes, I've talked about the ABLE method that we do in the Better Belly Foundations program, and this is to agitate, bind, and eliminate toxins. And if you haven't heard me talk on about it yet, I 100% encourage you to go check out episode 103 titled Detoxing is Not a Green Smoothie, where there I talk about the three ways that you can 
be detoxing incorrectly, but then also what the ABLE method is and why you want to be doing all three steps, agitating, binding, and eliminating toxins from your body. But with for today's podcast episode with skin, we're talking about how skin is primarily an eliminator. So we're going to agitate and bind in other parts of our bodies, but when we poop, pee, and sweat, we are eliminating toxins from our body. If you have an excess of toxins in your body, though, and you're not detoxing them through the appropriate other pathways, or you simply just have too many toxins for your body to handle, even if it's operating on full cylinders, then you're going to get symptoms in different parts of your detox systems. And that's essentially that system saying, I'm having a problem with having a clogged pathway. My pathway is getting overwhelmed with the amount of toxins it has to handle, or perhaps That pathway also is itself not as functional as you want it to be. Maybe it's a normal amount of toxins your body's trying to get rid of, but that pathway itself is somehow not operating optimally. And so whenever we're talking about helping your body heal, even from, you know, things like headaches and migraines and really intense periods and bloating, all of those problems are being, being, caused by inflammation and toxins. So you have to detox to be able to get all those things out, even as you are trying to figure out the best way that you can uh, figure out what are the causes, what are the sources of inflammation for any specific symptom. But with skin, you might actually be getting symptoms such as acne, rashes, eczema, psoriasis, BO, because you are having excess toxins come out that are not being dealt with in your body. So some symptoms you can have of a clogged pathway for the skin, I've already mentioned acne, eczema, and rashes. Um, When it comes to rashes, think about, um, are you having it in new places that you've never had it before, like your back, your arms, your legs? Is it getting worse in places that you normally might get it? Um, Or are you getting it for the first time ever? Uh, Rashes are just going to be a huge sign that the body has had something come into it that it doesn't like. And that could be everything from the typical food allergy. But if it's not an allergy, you can still get rashes from other toxins in the body. Um, I mentioned bad or worsening BO. This can be anywhere in the body, your feet, your armpits, your crotch, like all of these areas are places where we have bacteria naturally. But if you have, but that bacterial colony can shift dramatically if you have gut microbiome imbalances and different toxins in the body internally that are then creating some extra chaos in your microbiome biome, even on your skin. So that's something you, you want to consider that if you have that, you don't just need stronger uh, deodorant. You want to really be considering, okay, maybe I have really bad BO. Do I also have bloating, constipation, diarrhea, um, acid reflux, headaches, migraines, painful periods? These are all cluster symptoms of inflammation and chaos, metabolic chaos internally in your body. Another skin symptom that's showing that you might have a problem with a clogged detox pathway is if you don't sweat easily. And this is something that I've never had a client come to me for saying, I don't sweat easily. I want to work with you. But it's very common that I might talk to a client and ask them um, as we're doing our intake and deciding if we want to work together, hey, do you have a hard time sweating or do you not sweat very easily? And they'll be like, yeah, that's that's exactly what happens. And I'm going to go over why 
why this is in just a moment, but if you don't sweat easily, it does mean you are having a harder time detoxing whatever is supposed to be coming out in your sweat. So sweat is important and not sweating, while it can be kind of convenient and fun, um, and I say that because I personally went through this, that when I was the sickest I'd been in 2015, I wasn't sweating a ton. And I kind of thought it was interesting and potentially convenient occasionally, but it was also looking back, I now realize, oh, that was a sign that my whole body internally, which I already knew it wasn't doing well, but it was actually an additional sign that my body wasn't wasn't balanced and wasn't even detoxing super well, which was of course going to make me feel even worse. Now there are some non-skin symptoms to having a clogged detox pathway for the skin. And these are going to be things like headaches when you smell perfume, cologne, lotion, candles, anything that has a chemical scent to it. Um, so if you like walk past bed, bath, and Body Works at the mall or Abercrombie and Fitch where they just have really strong colognes going on, anything like that. Um, and you're, what you're doing is you're being exposed to chemicals that the liver is then supposed to be able to filter out. But if it can't, then you will get, for example, that headache. Well, not only is that happening, but when you get that headache, it's not just your sinuses being irritated. You actually are absorbing, you're breathing in some of these chemical toxins that are that are scent. They're, they're a scent toxin or a scented chemical, but it's still, your body's reacting to it like a chemical, like a toxin. And so um, that headache is a sign that your liver isn't detoxing things super well, which also means if your liver's not detoxing well, then your skin's getting going to be exposed to those toxins that your liver is not able to take care of. Um, some other symptoms that are not skin symptoms, but it will be connected to having poor or a clogged skin detox pathway. We're going to have low blood pressure, dizziness, acid reflux, bloating, fatigue, and weakness. And all of these are connected to having low sodium. And low sodium levels in the body are, on skin levels, going to be connected to not sweating very much or being able to sweat well. Like if you work out and you're like, I just don't sweat that much. Or when you're hot, you don't sweat that much. There can be other causes to not sweating. But a lot of times, if you don't have a diagnosable diagnosis that says, hey, you can't sweat, a lot of times it's um, a problem of sodium not so much, it's much rarer that you might have a problem where, for example, some people don't have as many sweat glands. That's very different and much more rare. What's much more common is that you are going to have sodium depletion. And let me just say that list again, because it's sort of extremely interesting to have non-skin symptoms that includes low blood pressure, dizziness, acid reflux, because uh, sodium is part of having proper stomach acid levels, bloating, which is also going to be due to low stomach acid levels, fatigue, sodium affects cell permeability, and cell permeability is required so you can get nutrients both in and out of cells. So you're going to be tired because your cells aren't functioning properly due to low sodium. And then you're going to feel weak because sodium plays a big role in muscle contraction. And so if you don't have enough sodium, not only are you not going to sweat very well, you're going to, your muscles will feel weak. So that's a laundry list of symptoms to be thinking about. Do you have a skin detox problem? Is the skin some, an area of your body you want to be focusing on to help detox it? 
If that is the case, and even if you don't have tons of those symptoms, you can always bump up your detoxification in your body by supporting the skin. Um, and some of the ways you want to do it is one, evaluate what are some potential causes of a clogged detox pathway for my skin. So for the skin specifically, you want to be thinking about problems such as excess estrogen, heavy metals, microbiome imbalance, such as candida, SIBO, parasites, mold, bacterial overgrowth, food sensitivities, a con having a, something called a congested liver, that's going to be connected to something even like night sweats, which I didn't put in the list of non-skin symptoms, but could definitely be another one of those things. Think also night sweats. A lot of times when I have women who are experiencing night sweats, they think, am I premenopausal? Am I kind of experiencing early menopause? What's going on here? Um, most of the time when I've worked with women and they're getting night sweats and they're not getting all the other menopause um, symptoms or premenopausal symptoms, the night sweats are connected to uh, the liver not detoxing estrogen at night and, and honestly the liver needing to work a lot at night. If you want to learn more about this, uh, you can check out episode 45 called the gut skin connection. I'll have the link in the show notes, but this is a phenomenal episode where I dive deeper into some more of the intricacies of the gut skin connection. And it will definitely partner well with this episode where we're talking about detoxing the skin. Um, and then again, and another thing that can cause clogged detox pathway for the skin is going to be skincare products that have toxins in them, parabens, phthalates. We have all sorts of problems, um, chemicalized scents. If we have products like lotion and shampoo and facial creams and uh, perfume and clone and you're putting it on your skin, your skin is going to absorb those things. I mean, that's the point, right? When we put lotion on our bodies for, as an example, it will absorb it. Same with the perfume and cologne. It's going to absorb whatever products and chemicals are in that, in that product. And so what you want to do to help that is to reduce the number of skincare products that have toxins in it because they will irritate the skin and burden the skin and you will honestly end up absorbing toxins opposed to excreting them, which is what we want. So those are all sources of inflammation for a detox pathway. And um, as a reminder, and if you again, if you haven't listened to the first episode on this series, which is episode 103, then go check that out. But Whenever we're talking about optimizing your detox pathways, we want to, you don't want to just think about trying to get rid of something and, 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 you know, I'm just going to sweat it out. You also really do want to think about what are you internally, what do you have going on? Because most of the time when a detox pathway is, is having problems, it's having lots of symptoms. Like in this case with skin, you're getting more acne, more eczema, more psoriasis, more rashes, BO. It's because you have an excess of, of toxins going on. So you want to not only increase how much you are detoxing, like sweating, you also want to reduce and really address the sources of inflammation. Because if you don't do that, that is often what's at the root of detoxing, 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 but never really feeling better <laughs> or feeling like you're just kind of stuck. So um, some, some things that can reduce your detoxification capacity, though, when it comes to the skin is going to be two major things. So um, again, we're thinking about you want to reduce sources of inflammation, but you also want to increase your detoxification capability, but that's going to be decreased. Your detox 
capability will be decreased with one sodium depletion because of sodium's role in sweating. If you don't have enough sodium in your body, you won't sweat enough. You won't sweat easily when you work out. Um, and sodium depletion is going to come from a variety of causes. One of them might be adrenal fatigue, which is your adrenal glands control sodium levels in your body. And if you have exhausted your adrenal glands, then they are going to have burnt through a lot of your sodium on the way to getting to adrenal fatigue. And so you will have less sodium in your body. Another problem you can have is heavy metal in the body. I see this very commonly, most commonly with aluminum and mercury. So we have aluminum and a lot of things in our, in our environments, aluminum and deodorant, aluminum foil that we cook on and bake on and store things in that does get into our body. Aluminum cans. If you're sipping from aluminum cans, even like great, you're drinking LaCroix or something, you know, might not be a Coke and have lots of sugar in it, but you're drinking from a can that has aluminum, um, and then, so heavy metals will displace sodium. They're they're called heavy metals. They're literally literally heavier. Uh, think in a um, molecular com- composition compared to minerals like sodium. And so they will displace sodium as well as many other minerals we need in our body. And then just a poor intake of sodium. We get exposed to sodium through things like potato chips or um, canned foods. Sodium isn't inherently wrong, but the type of sodium you take in is much more important than how, than if you're taking in any at all. And typically, um, I've actually never worked with a client yet who doesn't need more sodium. They might have a blood pressure problem, but that can o- is often being... Um, caused by something else. And most of the time when I'm working, the women that I'm working with, they have low blood pressure. They're having a lot of symptoms of having low sodium opposed to high sodium. So it's a bit of a misnomer to just across the board say avoid sodium. Most of the women that I work with, if you've been sick long enough, your adrenal glands have been really pushed to the brink, you're most likely depleted in sodium. And then you are not intaking it because there's this kind of broad recommendation. Well, don't put too much salt in your food. Salt causes high blood pressure, yada, yada. Well, actually a lot of us, <laughs> there's plenty of people out there who need more sodium. So poor intake of sodium and then quality of sodium, which I'll get into in a second, will also really affect your sodium levels. Are you, um, what, yeah, the nature of the sodium will impact, is it good sodium that you want to be intaking or is it bad and actually leaching nutrients from you and causing problems? And then you can have a reduced reduce detoxification capability in your skin if you just don't sweat enough. And this has to do with working out, being outside and being able to sweat. You know, we definitely sweat more in the summers than we do in the winters. Or if you live somewhere warm where it's warm all the time, congratulations, you might sweat about the same amount all, all year round. But if you're in the north, northern hemisphere, and I'm, you know, uh, in Michigan, for example, there's a time of year where we're sweating less. Um, the solution is to sweat more, but there's some specific things you can do to actually make that easier for you, depending on what's going on in your health. So those are reasons that your you might have a clogged detox pathway. Again, that's you have sources of inflammation such as estrogen, heavy metals, microbiome imbalance, food sensitivities, a congested liver or skincare products, or you have reduced detoxification capability due to sodium depletion or not sweating enough. So now you want to focus on what are the solutions uh, for each of these things going on in your body. And when I work with my clients, before we do any of these things, we do testing. We want to actually know not just what are the options for what is causing the skin problems, but what's specifically going on with 
that specific client I'm working with. Or, you know, if I'm working with you, we do testing so we know what's going on in your body. Um, Maybe you don't have excess estrogen problem, but you have a heavy metal thing or the specific heavy metal you have might be different than a different client that I've worked with. And so we want to use different methods that are specific to what's going on in your case. But if you want to know for every single problem that I've listed here, what, what some of the solutions are that you could either look into on your own or know this is what we do in the foundations program. Number one, you want to deal with pathogens in your body first. Pathogens are going to be a huge problem and will honestly make it a lot harder to detox anything else such as estrogen or heavy metals because if you don't get rid of them first. They're really active aggressors, and so they they will distract your body and your immune system and the resources of your body to be kind of handling those things. So if you don't address pathogens in the body, then all the other detoxing you would want to do might not happen at all. It might be very minimized, or you'll keep accruing toxins because pathogens also excrete toxins to keep you weak. The way we look for pathogens in the foundations program is through a stool test called the GI map, which is by Diagnostic Solutions. And then occasionally we'll also do something called an oat test or an organic acid test. It's a urine test you can do at home by the Great Plains Lab. And it looks it ha- it looks at pathogens slightly differently. So sometimes I have clients who've come to me, they've already had a stool test at with their conventional doctor or with another functional doctor, but they've never had an organic acid test. If that's the case, um, and they're having signs and symptoms of having pathogens that that test can find, like candida and mold, um, bacterial overgrowth, SIBO, then you're going to want to be able to take this test so that you can find these invisible causes of inflammation. And then we use pharmaceutical grade supplements to get rid of those things at an appropriate rate for our clients. And I'm not going to discuss those things because the purpose of this, this podcast is not to to try and replace a doctor. And it can honestly be dangerous to just a la carte throw things at your body. Um, Some supplements you can take pretty safely on your own, but there's many things you want to be able to take with the guidance of a health practitioner. So, uh, but we do use pharmaceutical grade supplements opposed to antibiotics to get rid of these pathogens. And it's phenomenal. Once you get rid of pathogens, I recommend we deal with the congested liver problem. And we're going to have a whole podcast episode on the liver. It's a, it's its own detox pathway. It's incredibly helpful. We touched on it a little bit in the detox pathway number one, which was on the colon or poop and the liver and pooping. They work very symbiotically. So you could go check out that episode. It's going to be episode 104. um, And that's going to tell you a little bit more about how to deal with congested liver, but also check out our upcoming episode, which is going to be detox pathway number six, where we're going to talk about the liver. But uh, some things you could consider, we view supplements um, such as milk thistle, alpha lipoic acid, and acetylcysteine. This is something I, there's one supplement I really like to use and I do recommend it. You don't need to do testing or anything. It's very safe to take. It's called liver nutrients and I have it available in full script. If you want to go to the show notes and just click on our link supplements from this episode, supplements recommended from this episode, it will take you straight to the liver nutrients bottle and you can just go and buy it 
and have it yourself. You get 10% off by being connected to us, Better Belly Therapy. So just click the link and you'll get that 10% off right away. Um, for the congested liver, you can also do other things like a coffee enema and push catch kit, which I discussed in episode 104, which is detox pathway number one on the colon. Um, and you can also use something called a castor oil pack. And I'm going to detail this more in our upcoming episode on the liver, just so we don't push too much into this single episode, but definitely you want to deal with the liver. It's going to be huge for the skin. And again, if you want to hear more on that liver skin connection, check out episode 45, the gut skin connection. You also want to deal with an estrogen. So if you have excess estrogen, you want to start with doing something called a Dutch test. And this is a urine-based test you can do at home. It looks at your estrogen levels in a much more in-depth way than simple blood work. And you never want to guess what your hormone levels are and just like start throwing stuff at your body to try and detox estrogen because maybe you have low estrogen maybe you have high estrogen and high progesterone, maybe you have high estrogen and low progesterone, maybe you have some high testosterone going on at the same time. But the Dutch test gives you an insight into both estrogen and adrenal gland function. So it's a really great test. Once you do that test, what I help my clients work through is supporting phase one and phase two of their liver detox. And those are specific to estrogen and figuring out what do you want going on there. Again, that's going to be things like milk, thistle, taurine, um, check out liver nutrients in the full script recommendations for this episode. Um, there's something called DIM that you can check out. I did not put that in the full script products just because DIM is very powerful. And if you take it and you already have low estrogen by any, for any reason, it could make all your symptoms worse. So you again, want to test before you just take certain supplements for phase two liver detox. You can support it by taking something called SAMe, supporting anything that helps you methylate. So that might be like methylated folic acid, um, getting rid of certain things that can help or reduce methylation, um, poss- uh, methylation ability and capability by your body. But again, I'm going to detail that a lot more in our liver uh, podcast episode. So definitely look forward to that. Another thing you want to consider with skin detoxing is heavy metals. In our foundations program, we do an HTMA test, which stands for hair tissue mineral analysis. And that analysis is going to both tell you, do you have any heavy metals in your body? What's the current status of your sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, zinc, iron, all sorts of stuff. It tells you in a very different way than just blood work. Blood work is it's useful information, but it's different information compared to what you will find in a hair test. Um, and the HTMA is a phenomenal way again, to find heavy metals and mineral imbalance. So we do that test and then we're able to see, okay, do you have heavy metals? Is that a part of what's going on with the toxicity in the body, in the body? Um, and even if there's very little heavy metals going on, which has happened occasionally for clients of mine, there's always mineral imbalance because if you've been sick for any amount of time, your body's been burning through minerals and at an at a imbalanced rate, at a rate it normally wouldn't if you were healthy. And so we want to do the HTMA, know what your mineral levels are and appropriately supplement and try to build up your reserves of those minerals again. So for heavy metals, do a test. Don't guess what's going on. You don't want to just do a heavy metal detox blindly as in like buy a product that says like, this will help you detox heavy metals because 
It could be the wrong binder for a heavy metal. D- different heavy metals need different binders. It, it, it might not be thorough enough if you do a heavy metal detox, but you have a parasite or a pathogen. Pathogens can actually sequester heavy metals in them. So you could do the whole detox, but then more or less continue to have all the problems of the heavy metals because the pathogens inside of you still have them still have them in in you. So you want to get rid of the pathogens. So do definitely you want to do deal with sources of inflammation in this order, which is pathogens, liver, estrogen, heavy metals, um, and then identify what personal care products you are using that are toxic. And for this, I love a simple app. It's called EWG. If you just go to EWG app, then uh, they have it both for iPhone and for Android. And you can type in any product that you're currently using or that you would like to use and see what is its toxicity rating on there. It's a phenomenal app. I use it all the time. I do not have time to just go and research every single ingredient and every single product I currently using um, or want to use or am considering to use. And I definitely do that every time I have had a product that I'm like, I've I found out, you know, I do a little scan in the EWG app, find out, oh, this is more toxic than I'd like it to be. I then also use the app to find a replacement that I can buy on Amazon or buy at my grocery store, um, all those things. So it's a phenomenal app, really like it, and it saves you a ton of time. I'm going to put that link in the show notes for the app, um, but if you just want to look it up, it's EWG app. Uh, So those are all things you can do to address sources of inflammation. And then there's two things you can do to increase detoxification, your capability to detox um, of your skin. So number one is you're just going to want to increase your sodium. So you can take more sodium every day, one and a half, one half to one teaspoon per day of Celtic sea salt. It's going to be a great place to start. Himalayan sea salt is also good, but it tends to have more toxins in it just from the where they're found in the mountains and the fact that mountains were going to have other minerals floating around. Uh, Celtic sea salt is going to have really nice mineralized sodium. Um, You don't want to take refined sea salt because refined sea salt, which is going to be like your typical table salt, is actually going to, because of its ionization, it's going to pull other minerals, including sometimes sodium, out of your body and out of your cells. So refined sea salt, or excuse me, refined table salt does not, is not what you want to do. But you want to take Celtic sea salt. Himalayan sea salt, again, is going to be better than table salt, um, though Celtic sea salt is kind of like the the best standard you can have for, for healthy salt. Um, if you want to know, one of my favorite ways to take in extra sodium in the day is all at once in something I called a potassium shot recipe. This recipe is in my free constipation guide, which you can download by clicking the link in the show notes or going to betterbellytherapies.com slash constipation. And in that potassium shot recipe, it's actually a really great way to support not just sodium, but also potassium and also pooping. So bonus, if you want to have more regular bowel movements, go check out that recipe. I love, um, I talk about when I like to do it the best time of day, how often to do it, um, how frequently, all those things um, I talk about in my free constipation guide. So go download the guide, check it out, print it out, do the recipe and enjoy both skin and poop. 
<laughs> um, another thing you can do for sodium depletion is take that HDMA test. Um, so you can have per- a personalized guide to mineral replenishment and heavy metal detox. And then you want to support your adrenal glands so that you can get yourself out of adrenal fatigue. Now, adrenal fatigue is not something as simple as just taking an adaptogenic herb. I'm not against adaptogenic supplements, but you need to do that. And it's and you also need to do more than just sleeping more. A lot of times adrenal fatigue is being driven by internal toxicity in the body, pathogens, poor nutrient intake. And I'm not even talking about how much you, what you eat. I'm talking about, do you have enough stomach acid? Are you breaking down the food you need to break down? Bile, all these different things. So adrenal fatigue has a lot of different sources that are driving um, the adrenal glands to kind of be peter out. So, um, don't, don't be discouraged if taking adaptogenic supplements hasn't helped you yet, but definitely consider you want to look for the root cause of that adrenal fatigue. It's going to help both your skin and your sodium levels and your pooping and your energy. It's phenomenal. Um, but find out the sources of adrenal fatigue as a fun fact, the Dutch test, which also looks at estrogen also evaluates your adrenal gland health with, with cortisol and cortisone and a DHEA, some things you possibly have never heard of before, but they're really helpful details that help us understand what's the state of your adrenal glands, how can we help them, and what can we expect for your healing pathway? How long will it take you specifically to heal so that you aren't just guessing how much longer you need to keep doing things to feel better? And the other thing you can do to help your skin, which might sound obvious, but it is totally true and it's very beneficial, is sweat. Now, there's two big ways you can sweat. One is exercise. And with exercise, you might already know, yeah, I should exercise to be healthy. But one of the things that I see a lot with clients that I work with is because they're sick and they're depleted of nutrients and they have adrenal fatigue, they actually feel worse during or after or both when they exercise. If you feel worse when you exercise, if you don't sweat when you exercise, um, things like that, don't push yourself to, to exercise. It's it, Your body's just saying it's not in a good place to exercise. That is a real thing. And that's something I want you to hear that if, if you work out and because you're trying to be healthy and you know you don't feel the best you possibly could and everyone says to work out, but then you feel worse during or after working out, you feel more tired, you feel more exhausted, more foggy headed. This was something I dealt with myself in 2015 when I was super sick. Um, and the, the solution is not to keep pushing through like, oh, if I just keep working out, I'll feel less exhausted. No, the solution is to deal with all the internal things going on, the inflammation and the pathogens and the nutrient depletion and malabsorption, et cetera. And that, that's a multi-stage process. Once you have done those things and your energy is coming back and you can exercise, then do, do exercise. And it's great to start with sweating for five or 10 minutes and to slowly build up until you're able to sweat for about 30 minutes straight. Sweating for 30 minutes straight is a good indicator of both an appropriate level of intensity for, or a desired level of intensity for exercise that you are able to do that. Again, don't do it if you're not able to do it. Do what your body's 
A allows you to do. Do what your body says you can do. But know that that's a really good measure of saying, I have a body that's resilient and in a good place if you can work out for 30 minutes and be able to sweat at the same time. It's at least helping you detox once you get there. And then secondly, if you can't work out or if you want to do some additional things on top of sweating while working out, you can do a sauna. I love the infrared sauna Therasage 360. It's a portable sauna. And one of the nice things about it being portable isn't so much that you might maybe you're traveling a lot, but if even if you're not traveling a lot, what it means is you don't need to have a huge amount of space in your house to do this sauna. So um, some, some saunas that you're going to buy, they're, you know, big wood structures and you have to plug them in. You have to have a space in your house that's dedicated to that. Well, this, it's something that is foldable and you'll fold it up or open it up and you can step inside and it's just like a little aluminum kind of type cage and you just get a nice little th- Uh, sauna. Whenever you are doing a sauna, I recommend, or whenever you're starting to do sauna work, start with a short amount of time. So when you first start, do five minutes at a time, wait and see how you feel. Do you get, sometimes you'll get like an increase in acne coming out on your face or an increase in your rash or your psoriasis. And that can be because it's causing you, your body to detox. You might feel lightheaded because you're starting to sweat and maybe your sodium's low. You might feel all these other things. So just start with five minutes at a time and see how does it affect you. Um, do you, even if you initially maybe feel a little worse, do you feel better a little bit later? And as your your capacity increases and you start doing it more, you detox better, you'll be able to handle longer periods of time, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Again, usually not really wanting to extend much past 30 minutes unless you're aiming for something more extreme, but more for a healthy standard, being able to sweat in an infrared sauna for 30 minutes is definitely a good place. Of course, you want to drink lots of water after that. Make sure you're having lots of good sodium intake. Um, while you're regularly doing saunas, but that is the rule. And for that Therasage sauna or Therasage 360, the portable foldable sauna, uh, you can use the code BBT as in Better Belly Therapies and get 10% off. So I have a link in the show notes plus the code. So you have that easy at your fingertips, but I highly recommend that if you've been interested in getting into sauna work, maybe you don't want to go to a sauna because of just like ongoing concerns with COVID or you want to be able to do it in the ease and enjoyment of your own home, get the Therese H360. And then lastly, another thing that you can do to work up a sweat while enjoying yourself is an Epsom salt bath. So if you want to do an Epsom salt bath, they actually are really powerful. Epsom salts are made of magnesium flakes. So you also get a magnesium boost and you might end up, for example, pooping, which is great because of magnesium's role in uh, muscle contraction. Uh, But if you do an Epsom salt bath, you want to make sure you have a good enough concentration of Epsom salts. It's not just enough to make it smell good. You want about two to three cups in a full-size bath to have a good concentration and ratio of Epsom salts to water. Now, if you don't like, if you don't own a bathtub, you don't like baths, you can actually do a foot soak and it's going to be very comparably impactful uh, because our feet are very porous. And so if you want to do a foot soak, you just, you know, grab your, your tub or unit you're going to use to put your hot water in and do about a cup. So if you're just putting your feet in some hot water, do a cup of Epsom salts and you're going to want to soak for 15 minutes or until the water cools, whether that's a full body bath or just the foot soak. And some other bonuses, Epsom salts are often helpful with sore muscles and recovery from workout 
workouts, all these things. So you can kind of see how doing some exercise and then taking an Epsom salt bath in the same day or in the same hour, they're really complementary both for your skin and for detoxing and feeling healthy and clear headed and pooping. It's just absolutely phenomenal. So that is it for the skin guys. If you are struggling with skin problems, if you're struggling with other health problems, you want to support your skin. You want to support it both through the invisible hidden causes of inflammation that you might not think about on a daily basis or might not think about being connected to your skin. And you also want to increase the detoxification capability that the skin naturally has, mainly through sweating. And of course, via sweating, having enough sodium that you do sweat. So to summarize some of our points from today, if your detox pathway is open, you can still pump it up. You want to drink water that has magnesium, potassium, and sodium in it. I love the potassium shot recipe, which is in my free constipation guide download. Go to betterbellytherapies.com slash constipation or click the link in the show notes. You can also check out the supplement that I really like and enjoy. It's called 40,000 volts in our recommended supplements from this podcast episode. That's via our full script. Again, you get 10% off any supplements you get through full script because of your connection with Better Belly Therapies, or you can just try one half to one teaspoon per day of Celtic sea salt. You can work out until you sweat. Around 30 minutes is a great amount of time, at least once you have the stamina to do so and you feel good when working out. You can do an infrared sauna with a Therasage 360, and you can help more toxins be released from the rest of your body by agitating and binding them, which is going to be, which I'm going to talk about more in the upcoming episodes on the liver, lymph, glymph, and spleen. Now, if your pathway, detox pathway of your skin isn't open or you're having problems with it and what I recommended just isn't hitting, isn't getting what you want done, then I highly encourage you and recommend to sign up for the foundations program waitlist. Find the hidden causes of your acne, eczema, BO, and more through functional lab testing. I talked about the GI map pathogen test, the oat pathogen test, the Dutch test for estrogen and adrenal gland health, the HTMA for heavy metals and sodium levels. And I didn't talk about this, but there's also the test, the MRT and Zoomer, which is for food sensitivity testing. Stop the fight with your skin and find peace and joy in your skin. Make it glow, gain back its health and feel comfortable in your skin again. So sign up for the foundations program waitlist today. If you want support in your health, if you want to know if you're dealing with any of these things that I mentioned today, any of these causes of toxins and inflammation, test. Don't guess. There's no way to know 100% what your symptoms are being caused by just by purely evaluating your symptoms. Your body has a limited number of symptoms that it can give you. It can only be nauseated and have a headache and sweat or not sweat for certain so many things. So the only way to know what is going on other than taking an educated guess is to apply tests to find and gather data. And once you have that data, get a plan so that you can finally get rid of your chronic stubborn symptoms and find freedom in your life and in your body. I would love to help you along the way. And I do that through our foundations program, which is currently on a wait list. So go to betterbellytherapies.com slash wait list, or click the link in the show notes and join the wait list there. And you will receive an email as soon as I have an opening for new clients. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode on skin and detoxing the skin. 
If you love this episode, we have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of a friend while they listening to this episode, I encourage you take a screenshot and text that screenshot to your friend and say, hey, I'm thinking of you and I thought that you might enjoy this episode. I cannot count how many times I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist and they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut or skin and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways that you can support us is by leaving a rating and review in our Apple iTunes podcast or Spotify. I love it when someone leaves a review. It tells me what you're loving and how this podcast is impacting you. So if you have not done that before, I would love to hear from you today. Other ways that you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners there and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. Also, if you had a question come up during today's episode and you want that answered by me, I would want to invite you to go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison where you can record your question and potentially get it answered on the Better Belly podcast. So go to betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison or click the link in the show notes click record and ask your question. You can leave it with your name and email or ask anonymously. And lastly, our motto as a reminder, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. It's okay if you want to heal fast and it's okay if you haven't. You can still heal. You are not stuck and you can still have your miracle if you just give it a little time. I hope you guys are encouraged today and I'll catch you guys next week.